fell asleep with the rollie on A young Michael Corleone Custom made suits and designer shoes Takes two hours to go through my shoes Ex-slave crowd feel nigga Next Trayvon Martin Emmett Till nigga My nappy hair who say that life is fair Welcome back to the Pop of Demand podcast I'm your host Jay With us today we got my co-host Core. What's up Core? How you been? How you been? Keep the 40 on me like I'm Zubak. We got loyal Suns fan with us today. We got Cam. Hey, Suns Nation. Y'all already know what it is. And we got the homie John replacing DeLon today. What's up, John? What's good? And you know what we do? We give you our takes on basketball, music, and everything in between. This is episode 64 of the Pop of Demand podcast. So, I don't really have any announcements today, so let's just go straight to the topics. Oh, yeah. One announcement. Chance the Rapper, the Big Day Review, coming Thursday. Should look forward to that. Ho- featuring Praise God. Tommy John. So, be prepared yes, for uh. that. <laughs> uh, and if you haven't already listened to our Corday review for his album, which is pretty damn good. Spoiler alert. But here we go. First topic of the day. So, this week, people have been arguing all week long, posting lists showing their top 50 rappers, top 50 R&B artists, top 50 porn stars top 50 <laughs> just top 50 anything and people but more specifically i want to talk about the top 50 hip-hop list because ebro did one uh what's the guy rosenberg did one and everybody disagreed with it their, their lists were pretty terrible they had like cole like i think rosenberg oh, might i don't know ebro had cole in his top seven all-time rappers what uh Rose, rosenberg has why some, I don't Why? know. Rosenberg has some pretty outrageous names on there too, but I can't remember exactly who they were. The best list I saw was probably, ironically, it was Mike Tyson. <laughs> as odd as as odd as that is, like he had the best top fifty list. Like I, there was like some real spitters, and he actually had like one or two female MCs, like Light and um, Queen Latifah, around his top thirty. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, this. You saying only two deserve to be there, Jordan? Is that what you're trying to say? I ain't gonna hold you, but. <laughs> Wow. See, that's that's the thing about this, and that's kind of what Delon tried to show when he made that top fifty list on the podcast page. Everybody has a different criteria, and I think that's what makes it yeah. hard because you, you have some people who are saying, "Hey, my top fifty is based off who I think are the best rappers, like the best technical skills, lyricists." But then you got some people on the other side saying, "My top fifty is the people who make the best music." So they're just looking at the discography. They're looking at who makes. You know the, the best music. You know, not necessarily the best rapper. Kind of like a Tupac, for instance. Like Tupac might be in somebody's top ten because he they feel like he has the best albums ever, even though he's far from the best rapper to ever pick up a mic in terms of freestyling, spitting lyrics, metaphors, and double entendre. And so that leads me to my first question: What criteria do you guys use if you were to make your top fifty rap artists of all time? I'd probably say. I mean, I mean, to me. It gotta be like who make the best music to me. Like, like don't get me wrong. I'm gonna put who I like. Being able to rap is one thing, but when you are artist, I'm gonna put you know who putting out the best music. That's how I look at it. Now, now, now if I wanted to make a list like the best fitters, it'd probably be like 50 percent battle rappers. But I don't really yeah. see nobody doing it, so I don't really see the point out of here. So, so for me, it just be who got the best albums, who got the big. You know, like I mean, cause it's fitness slide, so. A lot of people could fit in there. So for me, like the top 10 will be like, who can really rap and make good music? Then I might go, all right, here goes people who can really rap. Then I might go, here go people who albums I like. So if I made the top 50 list, it'll be, it'll be a little bit of everything. It is for me, like a lot of times I talk about who my favorite artists are. 
even like currently or even like all time usually i think about man who made the best albums show and on those albums they're showcasing the best rapping ever and that's usually how i if i were to go about making a top 50 list that's pretty tough though because i can't it's tough it's the thing is when you talk about the best you're splitting hairs so like if you compare like like a jay-z to a nas like the difference between the two isn't all that large so you got to split hairs and like be nitpicky if you're trying to compare and say one third than the other i'm a i'm a um i'm a hove guy by the way because i because i think hove has the better collection of albums compared to nas see that's why i will say hove is better than nas even though i nas might be a better rapper than jay-z oh they give us their secret knowledge What's though secret knowledge you <laughs> already know, man. He told a jigger who was black, a black man invented Fox News. A planet called Kimmy in the third stratosphere. Y'all don't know nothing about that. But now I'm trying to get you. Y'all got to open up. Nah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm so damn good. Ah, uh, you know, we didn't even we didn't even review the Lost Tapes <laughs> too. And like Nah said on that album, uh, he said that. The, it said the motherland is Asia, and I was like, I almost turned the album off right then. Actually, I did turn the album off right then, and then I came back and listened to it later. <laughs> I was like, bro, what the hell is Nas saying? My question, though, fan, would Nas lie to us? I don't think so. I'm sitting really thinking. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a line that I feel like Nas lied in, but no, nah, I don't think Nas will. Lie. I don't think he would purposely lie to us. I don't think exactly. he would purposely lie to us. Like I think Nas probably read a book that talked about how Asia was originally the motherland. And he just said, you know what, that gotta be true without fact checking it. And then said <laughs> They gotta be true. Asia is the motherland. Like I, I think that's what Nas is. Like or he was chilling with or he was chilling with Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica told him some shit like that. And, and he just ran. Asia, oh wait, wait, wait. Look at it this way, Jordan. Why you think they called themselves the Asiatic I, black man? I don't think about I it. I don't know why they <laughs> call themselves that because the origin of life. The origin. I, <laughs> I really don't need the origin. I'm gonna say this Asiatic, Asiatic go hard though. When you put Asiatic in front of black man, it makes it sound two times better. But the fact is, the fact that Nas was like trying to talk to a chick because they was of like Asian descent and trying to holler and trying to holler at her, and then he brought the fact that and he said, you know what, you know, Asia the motherland anyway. I'm like, bro, what kind of sipping is this, nigga? (laughs) Nigga, rewriting history just to pull up just to get a female. But anyway. John and Cam, what do y'all guys feel like? If you guys want to make a top 50 rap artist list, or maybe y'all even talk about y'all top five current rappers. Let's talk about y'all top five current rappers. Would you go and base it off of who y'all think is the best rappers in terms of like rapping? Or y'all think, or y'all try to go with who's the best in terms of making music that you guys like? So, so the way, the way that I would go about doing this is, well, first of all, I think top 50 is very extreme. Like, like when we're making these lists, you know, like when we talk about like top five NBA players, top 10 NBA players, and then we talk about like, like top 50, like, and I'm like, all right, I'm a top 50 rapper. Like, oh, wow. I'm number, I'm 49 all time. Like, you know, I think, I think. I think I think fifty is a really like large number to be going. Like I don't think I don't think it's like super elite company to be in. Like I like I think top fifty is great, but fifty like I don't. I think there's way too many to I'm be saying, making the list. Top fifty all time, and you think about like the number of people who put out music that is elite company. Granted, granted though, granted though, who thinks? Granted though, when you think about the best artists all time, or you think like the best players all time, like who? Let's see, uh, a top 50 player all time probably would be like, um, shoot, I can't let's say Scotty Pippen. Well, yeah, Scotty Pippen. I mean, Scotty Pippen probably like top 30. I'm trying to think of somebody who's okay. probably in that 40 to 50 range. Like, okay, I, somebody free. Yeah, I'm saying Check. like, 
Yeah, Maybe like, Joe Dumars or something like that. You know, I think Paul Pierce might be a top 50 player all time. But okay. then, yes, nobody okay. – nobody, who cares about that? Like, usually we care about just the top 10, so I do get what you're saying in that regard. Cam. Yeah, but uh, but to answer to answer your initial question, I would I would agree with Core, and I would say that I would base it off who makes the best music as well. Because once again, to relate it to sports, like you know, we talk about you know, oh, what would Penny Hardaway have been if he had you know stayed healthier? What would Tracy McGrady have been if he had you know stayed healthier? What would these other players have been if they had had help? The thing is, what are you putting out? And what are you giving people to actually listen to? You know, yeah. I mean, I feel I, like I get what you're saying. Like, you know, you got skills and you got all this. But what I want to hear is you on the beat, like making making great music. Like, actually, I know you have the ability to do that. Yeah. But, but I want to hear it. And I want like I, I feel you and I know you're great, but I want to be able to hear the great music. And you that's get- why I can appre- and that's why I can appre- uh, appreciate rappers like. J. Cole and Drake, you know, artists who who um, may not may not be the best rappers per se, yeah. but you know they're putting out great music and they're putting out popular music. So that's why I yeah. that's why I would say best rapper would have to go to people who have the best discography and the best music. I'm gonna tell you what I know. Cole refute. I know not Cole. I know Cole will refute that Cole and Drake made good music, but I don't. Want- <laughs> Out of all the examples you could think, <laughs> we're gonna, oh, we're gonna let Cam live though, because I ain't got time to argue about drinking cold today. <laughs> but uh, well, actually, we're gonna talk about Drake later, so save that energy. Uh, Cam, I'm not Cam, but I'm gonna ask you this, John. So a lot of people have were having issues about placing Andre 3000 on these top 50 lists. Do you think it's wrong for people to hold the fact that he's gonna have a solo album against him if he's a part of some of the greatest albums of all time? No, I don't because. <clears throat> Because for me, if I'm talking, especially a vast number, like top 50, and we're talking about all time, for me, my criteria is obviously the same as you guys. It's, uh, you know, that the music you put out, plus, uh, you know, how how good you are as, you know, being a rapper. And for me, if we're talking all time, I also, for me, it also comes to, like, impact that you have in, in yeah. the genre. Thanks. So it's like, you know, so for, like, if we're talking, like, Kanye, Kanye might hop over guys who might be technical technically better a better rapper than Kanye is but he 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 will uh j- jump over a good amount of spots because of the impact he's had in in just music in general not even just rap and hip hop but just him being being the 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 icon that he is musically he will he will uh jump over a, a good amount of people so for me for Andre 3000 for me it's uh even though he hasn't put out like an actual project in forever for me, Andre, I I don't mind Andre three thousand being, uh, being as high as people have had him because one, I, if no one disagrees with it, I haven't seen anybody be like Andre three thousand. Why is he this high? Blah blah blah. And plus, um, he might not have put out a project, but we one we all we all know Andre three thousand can rap. Um, two, you you look back at his discography, you know him him uh in Outcast. We look at that like that's they Outcast made some of the the best uh best albums of all time and then whenever whenever he's on a whenever he has a guest feature he always brings it i don't think i've ever heard a bad andre 3000 guest feature like he's one of the best yeah uh one of the best guest features of all time so and in that regard no i don't have a problem with andre 3000 being as high because we we all agree with it and we all know what he can do and he brings it every all the time i mean i would love to get an andre 3000 project but you know we all know that ain't happening so yeah um I still appreciate him bringing it, bringing it when he does uh, happen to hop on somebody's song. So two things: one, 
I brought that up because some people were putting like Black Thought in like their top five, top ten, and then moving Andre three thousand back and saying Andre three thousand doesn't have a solo project, but then Black Thought doesn't have a solo album either. So it was it was kind mm-hmm. of he got the hypocritical. What about to say, Cole? He got the mixtapes though. Yeah, I mean them small EPs, yeah, but like he ain't got like a. Hey man, he ain't got them full. He ain't got like a full length like legit studio album outside of like the roots so like i said you can't if you're gonna hold it against one you can't hold it you gotta hold it against both i think it's still silly to hold against either because they're making great music while being some of the best actual rappers in the genre for years like yeah Andre, Andre 2000 and black Dog are still some of the best rappers ever and, like, and see like, you know how, oh, go ahead i about to see like you know how like J, you know like jay-z and nas seem like they lost their edge like Andre 3000 and black Dog rap like they did like 10 years ago like they still mm-hmm. rapping at that elite level also, too, crazy thing is, as crazy as it sounds, Kanye West might be underrated all time. Oh, yeah, for because sure. Because sure. now I'm thinking about it, I don't remember seeing nigga on anybody's list. I saw somebody put it out. Some Somebody put out their list, and he was like, he was like at 49. Wow. And I'm like, man, that's, that's mad. Because there's, there's a lot of guys rap better than him, but it's not, there's, there's not that. There's maybe, no, I want to say. I wouldn't say it's 48 guys that rap nah, better than there's probably a good number of people who rap better than Kanye, but as far as making music, music, right. That might be maybe top five. Yeah. 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 Like he has one of the best catalogs in hip hop. Like that's undisputed. Like mm-hmm. so, just in, honestly, just the music. Like we, we talk of music in general. He, he up, he up there. Think, with everybody. The crazy thing is people talk about his discography, but then every time people make their best rapper list, nobody ever puts him in the top five. No, nah, that's and to me that's people crazy. will always tell you that Kanye has four classics or four, maybe like five to six, but nobody he's rarely mm-hmm. ever in anybody's top five. You're maybe sometimes you'll see him in the top ten, but like I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like I don't remember seeing that nigga on anybody's list. Honestly, it's it's recency bias yeah. to be honest. Yeah, it it's recency bias. Yeah, that's all it is. If people are saying, well, oh, we ain't putting Kanye there because he can't rap like everybody else rap. Then why y'all like like oh okay this is my thing if that's the case I get it like people like Drake and J Cole and the artists like that but but if we gonna strike off lyrics why y'all ain't got no tech nines in y'all lyrics why you know like yes. why y'all ain't got artists like that uh, yeah, I'm gonna say this right. it might be the ghostwriting allegations that hold them back but at the same time I see people put Drake on their list that Kanye don't be on there so that don't make sense to me either that could be exactly. it could be what it is like, like, it could be ghostwriting allegations what well, allegations ghostwriting truths because Kanye's admitted to yeah, it facts. yeah. But hey, we've been here a good minute. Let's go on to the first basketball topic of the evening. I want to talk to you guys about the All Decade team that the NBA put out. I, I don't know exactly who put it out. It said, I remember NBA.com put it out themselves, but I don't know who officially was the one who made the list. But basically, they ranked the best players all of this decade, with first team being comprised of Curry, Harden, Kawhi, LeBron, KD. Second team being comprised of Chris. Uh, Russ, Melo, Blake, and AD, and then third team being uh, Kobe, Wade, Giannis, Paul George, and LaMarcus Aldridge. My biggest takeaway from this is, damn, the center position ain't, ain't making any noise this decade wow. because there's only there's only once no there's not a center on there's not one center on here unless you want to count. AD's a center, but he's really a power forward. There's not one center on all these all decade teams. What was the big mm-hmm. outside of that? What was the biggest takeaway for you guys? Did you guys agree with this list or is 
Tim Duncan? Where is Tim Duncan? That's my one and only question. And my only other complaint is, and, and for this to come for me, it got to be bad. I don't even like Kobe, but y'all doing Kobe dirty <laughs> on this list, fam. 13. <laughs> but see, y'all know I'm like, putting Kobe 13 is crazy. But see, that's the thing about it. So, Kobe won a ring and was it 2011? Was yeah, I think that was the last ring? one. Yeah, 10, 10, 10 11. 10, yeah. 11. So, so, are we counting 10 and 11 as uh? Oh, yeah, that's, 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 that's technically both in this decade, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, yeah. So it's the it's the first year, and, yeah. And then twelve and thirteen, he was still playing at the Kobe Bryant level we all know. But then, no, he's still playing. Yeah, then mm-hmm. it was like when he fifteen, fifteen, he kind of went. Ah. It's because he it was what after he tore Achilles, everything went downhill from there. So technically, he was exactly a, he was elite in year 10, 11, 12, 13, and then that's it. So he's been pretty much been bad. For the rest of the time he's been, you know, in this decade. So, Core, if you think that Kobe is being underrated for this decade, who do you think on the second team he should have replaced as a guard? Russell Westbrook, who has won an MVP this decade, has been averaging a triple double for three straight seasons, or Chris Paul, the point guard? Uh, I'm going Chris Paul. Sorry. That's, you know, that's yeah, fair. I disagree. That's very fair. Yeah, I disagree there. Mm-hmm. Especially when you, t- when you total in like the rings and stuff. Like Chris Paul has been outstanding, like statistical, like statistically, mm-hmm. but he has not led a team to a championship. And Kobe managed to do just that multiple times in this decade, even though it was for like back to back. I think Chris Paul would probably prefer a career like that. In all honesty, so yeah, yeah, Kobe probably should have been uh, second team. Now some people were saying that Kobe should have been first team over James Harden. Now, I don't know about that one. It's different. Yeah, that's yeah. And we say that because especially because because Kobe because Kobe hasn't even been in the league for what two three years now. Yeah. He, so it's like you gotta you gotta you gotta factor inactivity. You know what I'm saying? Even though you know James Harden hasn't hasn't won a ring or anything like that, but he's won an MVP. He's been he's been on a fucking scoring tear. Like he's he scored like in he averaged what 36 this yes. season. Like I don't I don't I don't think he's probably scored that high. Sure. Yeah. Scored 30, and the, 30, oh, yeah, the thing is, he's been like a historically great offensive player, not like recent recently a good offensive mm. player. Like historically, yeah. like Wilt exactly. and Michael Jordan level offensively great. Right. Oh, hold on. We we right. a little off. One of his one of Kobe rings is in 09. So that technically I don't think that would technically count for this decade. No, nah, it wouldn't. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, no, it was the first one because they 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 went to the finals three times. They lost to the Celtics. Then they repeated yeah. the the next so, two years. So, so so yeah, he technically he technically has one ring this decade. That this this decade. And that was at the very beginning of this decade. Kobe then averaged for the rest of this decade from <laughs> after winning his after winning his ring. Kobe averaged twenty four points, five assists, five rebounds, while shooting forty three percent from the field and shooting thirty one percent from three. Impressive. He was getting put on all defensive teams, but he wasn't really the same. He oh, wasn't really the same defender he used to be after the Achilles mm-hmm. tear, which happened in um, I, should, I can't remember what year that was. What was it? Two, two, it was two, I want to say. I want to say. Yeah, I was gonna say. I want to say it was either twelve, thirteen, or thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, and so, and then they didn't. They, just, they didn't really make much noise in the playoffs after two thousand and eleven, either. No, they were they were better than the White House, but. Be a shot to Dwight Thanks. Howard. So that's the thing about it. Should Dwight Howard have been on this list? Like, I'm going to say this. Do you guys feel like Dwight Howard or Tim Duncan should have been placed over 
somebody on the third team, like uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Aldridge. Uh, you think it should have been LaMarcus Aldridge? So my first takeaway from seeing the list was I actually saw it the first time I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is something somebody made up. I didn't know it was a real thing. Then mm-hmm. when I then when I was I was like oh this is this is real like NBA.com posted this is real, so once I saw and I was like Giannis I feel like Giannis could have easily been left off of this list simply simply mm-hmm. simply mm-hmm. because like Giannis for the for a great part of this decade he honestly we don't see we hadn't seen Giannis as a superstar probably until before last season yeah maybe maybe two years but honestly even last year we i mean we saw him as a superstar last year for sure but before that you're like a player but you know you really didn't see him as what he is now so i mean i think it would be easy to leave Giannis off this list and also lamarcus audridge as well i think you could have put tim duncan and um dwight howard both on this list See, the thing about Dwight Howard is tough because after that run to the finals where he met up against Kobe in 2000, no, no, it was 2011, it was 2010, right? That's when he lost? Yeah. Yeah. So after they ran up on Kobe in 2010 in the finals, what did, what has Dwight Howard done? He's put, he's put up some pretty impressive numbers That's true. since then, but, but I don't think he's won a Defensive Player of the Year award. I don't. He's been an all-star a couple of times. He probably made some defensive teams. I'm I'm blanking right now. I don't feel like checking. But traded from different team to team yeah. every year. Exactly. So yeah. has he really been that much better than LaMarcus Aldridge this decade? I can't say. Now Tim Duncan is the more interesting case because Tim Duncan has been on teams that have gone to the finals. He hasn't been he hasn't been like the de facto best player, but he's still been a pivotal part of their defense while also being a pivotal part of their offense. And but the thing is he averaged from in this decade, he averaged uh, 14 points, nine rebounds, three assists, <laughs> two blocks. That's such a Tim Duncan oh, stat man. line, man. Yeah. And, and really, he yeah, is, two blocks. He had to pull those stats up. He used to average <laughs> aver- two blocks. Like, it's just to show you, like, Tim Duncan, was, he wasn't like the offensive force he was in the past, but he was still impacting the game, nonetheless. Now, that's. That's kind of. If I'm gonna say this, if Kobe made the list, Kobe probably deserved it because I think Kobe's still playing at a more at a higher level than Tim Duncan in this decade, but he was just on a worse team. So I think Duncan probably should have been left off. It's just, it's kind of. It just looks bad to have Lamarcus Aldridge over, up there over him. Lamarcus Aldridge has been incredibly consistent, but it hasn't turned into anything. He's been a great player. I I just I, I just really found it interesting how Lamarcus Aldridge drew so much criticism and Giannis didn't draw any, considering it's they. Because, yeah, it's, it's because Giannis is an MVP player this year. So if it think, I, I guess you, it gets the question of this, Cam. Who would you have wanted? Who would you rather have had for this decade up until now? Would you have rather had LaMarcus Aldridge on your team or would you have had Giannis on your team? Oh, uh, I mean, that's, that's tough to say because, I mean, for the last 10 years, I knew what I was getting out of LaMarcus Aldridge. Giannis was drafted this decade. Yeah. Like, like but, something. I mean, I don't know. I think that's tough. Yeah, it is. It's a very tough question. That's that's what makes. That's why we're gonna. Uh, you know, we ask tough questions here. Uh-huh. But that I would. But that's I, what I, yeah, yeah. So what? I, to answer your question, I would probably. I mean, uh, I'm gonna go. Let's with, just say. Okay, I'm gonna, say just let, I'm gonna say just assume that basketball discontinues now from for now and forever, like going forward. So let's just say you knew you could get one of these guys for just this decade. Basketball ends in 2020. Who would you have rather had? This decade, you see I, what I'm saying? I would, I, yeah, I would go with Lamarcus Aldridge. I would go with Lamarcus Aldridge because you would have gotten 
consistent all-star, maybe possibly all-NBA, third yeah. all-NBA production from him. Every year. Every year, while Giannis in this decade would have gave you, you know, some really promising years, like, oh, this guy can be special, and then one MVP season. I got you. So, yeah, when you yeah. put it like that, then Marcus Aldridge, spot there, the Marcus Aldridge spot there probably does make a lot more sense than Giannis. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, but like, but yeah, I guess I guess that's why you include Giannis because you have because that's such a tough question to answer. Yeah, and because you, you look at the other forwards in the league, like a lot of other guys kind of like flash in the pants, either had like one or two great seasons, but I don't think there's any forward that's had a better season than Giannis that's not already ahead of him on all the other lists. But after shout to Giannis. Cause he's gonna be on next all. He's gonna be on the all decade team. Yeah, he should. Be, he should. Be, he should be first team next decade. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, shout out to Chris and Blake for making this list. It's good seeing them get love, even though Chris probably might have, could have, possibly been put behind Kobe and put on third team. But it was nice. It was nice shot to see them both on second team, even though they, even though they technically haven't won anything. So it's good to see them get recognition for how good of players they were. But going on. Hey, man. Respect real. You see it. Shout out to Nation. Going on to the third topic of the evening. Rick Ross released Port of Miami 2 this week. But there's been more talk about the feature they got left off than the actual album. Rick Ross had a Maybach music, was it six? Yeah, six. Maybach music six was supposed to be on Port of Miami 2. And originally when he released the track list, it said with Wayne featuring Push. And, you know, Wayne and Push have had a strange um, relationship for over a decade now. And it seemed weird that both of them would be on a song together because those two aren't the type to just make up for people they don't like. And so people questioned it, and then the album come out, and then it's only Wayne's verse on there. So people are like, where's Push? Well, somebody conveniently uploaded Pusha T's verse to the internet, and Pusha T is on there throwing shots at Drake. Now, the verses then revealed to be like a year old, so probably written around the heat of the summer where he was first beefing with Drake. And then he probably thought that verse was going to come out last year because Port of Miami 2 was supposed to come out last year. Um, yeah, I remember that. But, I mean, they so people were speculating, thinking like maybe Wayne said, I don't want him on there. Because Ross said he put them on there without consulting either. He, but neither one of them knew they were both going to be on the same song together. And then Ross came back. Yeah. And so Ross, you know, Ross came back and told them. And so they said, and Ross did an interview and he said that they both cleared the verses and said it was cool. But Ross said that he didn't feel right putting them on the song together because he knew they still hated each other and he didn't want to cause more problems because of how flagrant Pusha T's verse was towards Drake. Seeing the clearest body shots. So is Rick Ross right? For leaving Pusha T off this album, uh, yes, yes, he is. He is. I'm gonna say this: if I'm looking at it from Ross' perspective, he probably was thinking, "Well, you know, they had issues in the past, and if he got this verse a year ago, he probably was thinking, oh, okay, you know, Pusha will come on, throw a little shot here and there.' But I, I don't think he expected it to be that flagrant. So when you add on the fact that it's a distant trait, and he kind of throwing the shot at Jay Prince, and it's a year later, Ross probably thinking. Do I really want to stir the pot? Do I really want to cause more issues for myself and other people involved? And do, and do I want to potentially ruin these relationships for a verse to go outside my album? Nah, I don't. That's the thing about it, too. Like, he has... Uh, Ross said he wants to be a uniter. 
So doing putting this song out with a United fan. I guess he originally. Yeah, I guess originally. Yeah, I guess originally he thought they were it, they were gonna you know be on the same page. Like I'm gonna invite both of them to be on the song. But the thing is, he didn't tell them they were both gonna be on the same song. So if his goal was to make them you know come close to each other, what was the point of asking them both for a verse, not telling either one they were gonna be on a verse together, and then getting the verses and then saying, oh, Pusha T acting crazy on this song. Let me make sure it's cool with Wayne. Like I don't understand. Like it's some something's not right here. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like, well, I, well, I don't know, because I guess he did record it a year ago when they were when they were uh, beefing. But like, if 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 I if I tell if I tell two homies of mine that just happen not to be cool with each other to hop on the track, I, I'm not I'm not expecting off the rip for him just to start just to start dissing you know what i'm saying so that's that's probably what ross was like he's probably like all right yeah i'm gonna I'm get these two you know good artists on, on on the same song it's gonna be a good ass song yeah and and then like you said pusher just started just just started see, shooting from the hip see, and then he was like oh shit my bad something's <laughs> not adding up because see something not adding up because ross said he got wayne's verse first mm-hmm. then he got push t verse but then he is mm-hmm. like i said ross said Neither one of them knew that they were gonna be on a song together. So when Ross got those two verses together, why did he go ahead and say, "Hey, I'm gonna put both of them on the album"? Like, why? Why, why did they both pop on? The, like, why did he acknowledge they both be on the album together when he knew what Pusha T verse was like? Like, that's what I'm, that's right. that's what that's what's not adding up here. It sounds like, oh, yeah, okay, I yeah, I yeah. I feel you know, because he already he already knew he already knew how flagrant. Maybe he, maybe he was kind of thinking like, well, you know what? It ain't that bad. And the more he said, he was like, "Nah, man, this is horrible." <laughs> you know, you know how it is when something goes left, and you, you try to downplay it, but like, "Ah, oh, nah, man, this ain't gonna cause no issues." And he probably just sat down, played it, played it again, brought like three people in the room. Hey, what y'all think? If y'all was in that position, how would y'all feel? Now, Ross, man, you know you found for that. You know what? <laughs> right. I'm gonna take the verse off. Man. You know, like, like he people yeah. are looking at it like that, and also. I mean, if you'd have paid for a verse, do you really want to take that verse off? No, you don't. But I'm, do you right. really want to put that in the stairs? Like, he probably was like, man, I'd have paid like 80K for this. My whole plan was to get both of them on the song. I'm not deterring from this plan. I'm not letting this go. And, and you know, it's like, hopefully, I think it's one of those situations where somebody pulled Ross to the side and was like, fam, you, you out of all people know better than this. I'm going to call bullshit on him saying that he wanted to, he wanted to unite the two. Because it makes no sense if you wanted to unite them that you didn't actually get them to come to you, you know, get them to come the to studio the studio together. Yeah, like you just got them saying separate verses, and then you didn't tell them they're gonna be on the song together. I'm gonna say this: unite them for the fans, not for each other. Exactly. I think it's a huge difference. Exactly. It's like, hey man, it's like, hey man, I love Push, I love Wayne, I love to hear them on the track together. Do they want to do a track together? Probably not. But I'm gonna make it happen anyway, and it just backfired in like yeah, the worst way possible. And I will, and I will say this. Oh, go ahead, Cam. No, I was about to say, and what's even more interesting is that he knew about this going on before before he like released the you know the the photo of the of the album with the features on it. Yeah, so, exactly. So if so if that was his actual plan, then I mean if if he was considering actually not doing it. Then he could have left that off of the of the photo with the with the song list on it, which came out a week before mm-hmm. the album came out. Like I'm yeah. saying, like like he had plenty of time to figure that part out. Yeah, if the first of the year old, you mean tell me it took him like four days before the album came out. I said, you know what? Let me not. 
Do you see what I'm saying? That just don't make sense. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Plot twist. Plot twist. Maybe somebody applied pressure before the album drop. Maybe you know, like maybe he stood on his toes uh, and was like, "Nah, I'm keeping." See it. now you see now you. And then, you know, someone who was also on the album was like, "Nah, if you don't take that verse off, my verse ain't going." And see now you t- see now you're thinking, Core. That's what I'm really thinking. This all is because I don't believe the story was of him saying, "I want to unite, push." Wayne, because that doesn't it doesn't add up to what he did. Yeah. Now him saying I don't want to cause more problems, that sounds more likely because because if he done if he released that song, it doesn't look good that you had Drake on the um album, and then you got Pusha T sending shots at Drake. Now let me ask y'all this: Is does Pusha T need to chill? Are you are you are you? Do y'all think he? Of course not. Y'all think he need to ease up? Come on. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure I'm testing I'm testing the room because I don't think he needs to either. I love stuff like this. Last time I checked, I mean this. Everybody told me hip hop was a competitor sport, a gladiator sport. Is is that not what people say? Yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm I'm I'm. Meek Mill was he not still throwing shots and you know hanging the belt over his head like hey y'all did? He just, is, is that not what happened? Yeah, that is true. I mean, I'm 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 fifty fifty about it. Like I also I also I agree. You know that that, that rap is a competitive sport and all that. Um, but it's it's just the fact that like you know. The verse is a year old, um, you know, pushing speed, still pushing, putting shots out. Um, I, as To my knowledge, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but as far as I know, they really, Drake and Wayne really haven't been, I know for a fact they haven't been as upfront as Pusha T about putting putting shots out to him. So I'm, I'm not going to say he just need to chill, but I just think like the fact, it's, it's one of those things where like, if, if somebody just going to ignore you that, that hard, then... Uh, you know, it's like, it, we, like we we already we already get it. Like he put all these shots out. What do you say, Court? Has he really been ignoring them though? But you know, the thing is, he has it because you know Drake just put out a song saying last year a nigga told on me. You know, you know he, he okay. just yeah, you're Drake, right. Drake just said that about a month or two ago. So but but I, but but I feel like I feel like if, if Pusha T would have like like peeled back a little bit, I feel like that that may or may not have have been said. Like like the thing is like. It's like if if they not if if Drake not going if Drake or Wayne not going to release like a back to back or like a charged up if they if not going if they not going to release a full fledged shot to Pusha T then it's like we we all know we all know Pusha T won 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 that beef yeah and he's you know what I'm saying so it's like he you already won like it's like he he curb stomping these niggas at this point you know what I'm saying yeah. it's like we you know Pusha- he, he already. He already got he already, he already got got the, the dub on him, so it's like, I mean, like I said, I, I I get I get both sides of it. Like if he don't stop, I'm not gonna be like, all right, bro, chill. But if he do stop, I'm not gonna be like, oh man, you should just kept going, kept going. Yeah, right. I got exactly what you're saying. Cause I'm saying Push pretty much said during the beef, he said, I want to have the last word. Right. So, so he said every time he said we can stop right here, but every time Drake say something, I'm gonna say I something gotta say back. Something. Just like when, right. like, just like after the you know they stopped releasing music, doesn't happen, and then Drake went on the shop. And we're talking about Pusha T, and then then Pusha T revealed like the next day, hey, you going on Joe Bunch? Hey, Drake homie's the one that um it was forty that told me all this stuff. So basically, it's just Pusha Damn. just saying that's still, that's, that's still so crazy, bro. <laughs> I still can't believe how all Damn. that shit folded. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm gonna say this, I you know, and I'm glad you brought it up. That made, to me that made me take Pusha T side a little bit more because he I'm gonna say this, he know how this ends. Drake is so like Drake is such like a mega star that. Even if he lost, he can go outside, and it almost like he can go outside and like change the media's perception of everything. Yep. Like, oh man, you really mm-hmm. want to make me this? Oh, push, push, push. He probably looking at it like, nah, man, I baited you into a trap and I won. I had the best strategy. 
I'm not gonna ever let you come out and change the narrative. Anytime you say something, I'm gonna come out with the facts. I'm keeping this leverage until I die. <laughs> that's pretty much, and, and that's pretty much what Pusha's been doing. Like it's just like every time Drake says something, he retorts. Because he had like three other features this year and it didn't mention anything about Drake. Now conveniently, a little bit after Drake puts out that last year nigga told on me, uh, get one of his guest features come, was, was supposed to come out with him reminding me. <laughs> hey, that's why I'm just saying. That is. <laughs> he said, nigga, told Logan. Oh, who? He told him, but I got a child, fam. What kind of rap <laughs> shit is that? Last nigga, nigga, told on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This shit is hilarious. <laughs> but here, hold on. my personal business. I do the same thing, but, man, it's different for me, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> nigga, trying to, nigga, another crazy thing is Drake trying to say, hey, man, I heard you really want selling them drugs. This, did he not tell, he not tell on Pusha T? Right. Pretty man came out and called Tiger a pedophile, and now he mad and pushed the teeth and saying, "Man, you got a child." Last year, nigga. It, it, like, you not know how wild that is. Niggas told on me. That shit crazy. Okay. That man came out and said, "Tiger got you dating kids," and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, man, it's hilarious." Speaking of niggas hating and telling on niggas, the, the NCAA changed man. their rules. And now, when they're calling it the Rich Paul rule, where one of the main requirements now for if you're going to be an agent for an NCAA player is that you have to have a bachelor's degree, which Rich Paul does not have. Now, Rich Paul is shaking up the um the game with the things he's the moves he made in the NBA, but also NCAA is he got he got a player I can't remember his name is Cam. Help me out. What's that player that Rich Paul managed to get like a a shoe deal for uh, while he was in college, that, quote unquote. Uh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Uh, I think he got drafted. I think he got drafted like twenty second. Yeah, he got drafted to the Blazers. Yeah, I think he got drafted like twenty second in this year's draft. Oh, this don't, let, let me let me figure that out. Let me figure that out for you. Yeah. So basically, Chris Paul is you know beating the system, and it, it seems odd that this like you know shortly after Chris Paul has been making all these ways, being on the front of covers of magazines, that they put out a rule that would exclude him. From representing anybody else in the NCAA going forward, because I don't think he can help anybody now. Until he goes back and get a bachelor's degree, he cannot be a client for any NCAA, NCAA players anymore. So Cam, uh, I'm yeah, the, the player's name is Darius Basley. That's, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So Cam, I'm gonna ask you this because we've talked about the NCAA before, and I know you t- you seem to be more pro NCAA, mostly because of the opportunities that it gives to. The average student athlete, yeah, who's able to get who's able to get school and stuff paid for and get an education as a result. Now, this is mostly this is now. How do you feel about this rule change? So, I was hoping you came to me first because I was I've been I've been kind of hot about this for a minute now. But so speak so, speak on the king. So there are there are uh, I believe there are three criteria. Three criteria. What's the plural? Criteria is actually plural. Okay. But there are three yeah, criteria. criteria yeah. So there are actually three <laughs> criteria that you have. You have to not only have a bachelor's degree, but you also have to pass an exam given by the NBA, MBPA. And also you have to uh, you have like three years experience or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. years, something like that. So, oh so what, I, what, what I'm thinking in my head is like, why in the hell do you have to pass? Why do you have to get a bachelor's degree? then pass the test if i would be able to pass the test why what's the purpose of this bachelor's degree like mm-hmm. I, i'm not i'm not understanding the correlation there like this this literally only the only reason that the ncaa can warrant this rule making sense at all is the fact that rich paul is doing what he's doing like it literally doesn't make any sense at all 
for a play for, for an agent to have to have a bachelor's degree and and also have to be able to pass a written test like I, i'm not understanding that like like this, See, that's, okay so to put for me to put it in perspective i'm an engineer major At, after we yeah. for after graduation we have this exam mm-hmm. called the fe exam and the mm-hmm. fe exam is basically a fundamentals of engineering exam All, everything you have to do is it's basically everything you have to know to be a professional engineer and so yeah. if you score well on this test you know the higher you score on the test the more likely jobs are to pay you and stuff like this if i were an 18 year old and i was able to take this fe exam and I knew all this stuff before taking any engineering classes. What is the purpose of me going to school and taking engineering classes? Please, somebody make that make sense to me. And if you can make that it make does- sense to me, then I don't. Then I don't. Then I don't see. Then I would be like, oh yeah, I'll take. I'll take the. Um, I'll go. I'll go back and get the bachelor's degree. But it doesn't make Preach sense for me to, be able to pass the test. <laughs> no, but it just Speak doesn't. On this shit. <laughs> no, but it just man, I like it. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense for me to be able to be able to pass a test and to have experience in the field, but then have to have a bachelor's degree. There's literally only one reason they did this, and it's obvious. Yes, very obvious, and that's and that, when you put it in that perspective of hey, I got the knowledge and I can pass this test, so why do I need to get a bachelor's degree? Or okay, I got the bachelor's degree, so why do I got to? Pass this test, like I don't understand why, why, why you can't have one or the other. Why do you need both? Like it doesn't, it's just, it's a, it's more of a, a hula hoop to make people have to work, have to do more exactly in order to be able to work in this field. And it's kind of also aimed at people like Kawhi Leonard's uncle, exactly, who's not technically, who's not technically yeah. a real agent and doesn't have a um, you know, yeah. a degree. Because a lot of players have been being represented by their families now. And you mm-hmm. see a lot of people who not, not not just like LeBron being represented by his friends, but you got a lot of people who's like family members are starting to call shots and stuff like that. And, and they don't want to see they don't, they don't, they don't. see you. they they don't they want it to be more agents that they have control over and they can, they'll actually listen to them it won't kind of bend the rules to get around NCAA rules now and another and another <laughs> layer to this oh I'm sorry go ahead go ahead I'm about to say the counter argument that's being made is that some of the agents are getting these players to declare for the draft and they aren't and they aren't actually ready and I forget what happens when you declare for the draft isn't that don't you like lose the um can you go back to school and who after so a certain point? I think you can't. They, I think, yeah, they, I think they, they recently it. changed this. Yeah, rule. they recently changed it. it. There's like there's like a window where you can declare for the draft, and like it's, it's it's like as long as you don't hire an agent, if you if you uh undeclare in that window, you can go back with no like penalty. But um, if you if you hire an agent, then I'm pretty sure your eligibility is just out the window. Yeah, yeah, and see that's the thing about it. They don't want just any like Flo Joe saying, "Hey, kid." Sign me as your agent and declare for the draft, and then a kid loses his um eligibility because just a random ass nigga that has no degree has has not passed the test. Act told coaxed them and convinced them, hey, you should um go to the draft. That's that's the um that's what that's what they're you know trying to frame this as, which is cool. I understand it, but it's just the fact that there's these certain parameters seem to conveniently exclude Rich Paul. and after Rich Paul had such an amazing year of representing clients, it just seems, yeah. it just seems and, weird. Like, like, like you, like you would think that after this, after seeing what Rich Paul is doing, that you wouldn't put a rule in place to keep someone like him out. Exactly. Well, well, I mean, it depends on the scope in which you're looking at it from. Because I mean, if you're looking yeah. at it from somebody else's position, then it makes all the sense for after a year that he's had for somebody to make a rule like this. 
Yeah, that's that's but, if you, that's if you don't want the betterment of the kids, and yes, yeah, and so so something so another layer to this issue that is which is I think is another underlying reason that this thing is 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 that this Rich Paul rule is such a big deal is because you have agents who actually went to school and worked hard for four years and are and are you know doing everything they can to be a prosperous agent and they aren't getting the opportunities because of people like Rich Paul. Yeah. And you got and you got guys who want who want to be agents and who want to succeed and who want to, you know, help other people, you know, get these get these positions. But yeah. they just can't because so you I mean, if, if you see all the great stuff Rich Paul has done for the past couple of years, you're like, why would I sign with this dude who's just fresh out of fresh out of college who, yeah. you know, can't tell me as much as I need to know about the industry as, as somebody like Rich Paul when I can sign yeah. with somebody like Rich Paul or Rich Paul. Since the thing about it is they're going to be agents like that with degrees and experience. So they those guys can still block out the, that young up-and-comer still. So that's still, it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that still yeah. doesn't really justify it. Like, Rich Paul ain't the only guy. Right. Yeah, it's just, Rich Paul is the only guy that's, to my knowledge, black and big to his extent. Yeah. So This is my thing, though. I think it's racial. If you're an agent, it's your thought to be persuasive. If you can't get nobody to join your agency, maybe you're in the wrong Fact. field. It's just me. If you can't put somebody in a room and say, join up, link up with me, I don't think this is your field. Exactly. And if I'm looking at, to me, these rules, like, I ain't got no problem with people adding rules to their stuff or whatever. But this is my only thing. It's oddly specific. It feels targeted. And if I'm looking at what Rich Paul has done, what I'm looking at, what Kawhi Uncle has done, I think the NCAA are afraid that player empowerment is starting to transfer i mean still in the nba but it's traveling to the ncaa so now college players are realizing oh man i can make some type of money i don't have to necessarily play for free so i think they see what's going on with the nba and they trying to get you know like they trying to keep everything in control before it gets to work before it gets to the point where you know with college players start acting like nba players Shit crazy. which i don't agree with i mean it is like i don't agree with it but i get it that's y'all business y'all y'all want people y'all want like indenture serving basketball players if that's what y'all want y'all can get that but all i'm saying is this it's gonna get to a point eventually where players are gonna realize i'm gonna say that when you start restricting players from doing what they want that makes them want to be free more than anything exactly. okay so and i think it's gonna what's a quick question so what can what is you can just get a bachelor's degree in anything like exactly it won't be, what, what 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 this yeah, makes no sense kind of weird. yeah it, it, it was it, it don't. so i'm gonna say i'm gonna ask you this what's the quick it's like a panic move to me what's the fastest ba you can get <laughs> i was i'm just curious yeah i know I know, I know some art degrees still working on the art degree fact but uh, especially with those especially with those projects and stuff that they have to do yeah oh, so i'm about to say like because th- that will mean like the savers paul has to go to four 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 do four years worth of um coursework in order to get his you know his bachelor's degree he'd also have to then complete three years of um of experience like they asked, but he's already got the experience. Yeah, I was about to, to say, this. so I don't think that would affect him too much. Yeah, it would affect him. So technically, he he he's four years away from being able to represent anybody in NCAA again, unless he changes his rule. And and what I what I find even more interesting crazy. about this topic is, why, um, I wonder if this is just going to affect basketball, if, there, if it's going to affect other sports, because I know Jay Z also has an agency, a, a sports agency, and he's representing Saquon Barkley and a few other 
uh, athletes. Uh-huh. So I wonder if that's uh, yeah, I wonder right. if that's going to affect him as well, or maybe he has like agents under him within his agency. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm sure he does. So. But uh, yeah, probably. that's 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 in- this is really interesting to think about. Super, uh, super, a uh, lot of lot of stuff that I can't say right now. But keep keep these yeah, guys. <laughs> nah, no, I can't. Cam said enough. I appreciate it, Cam. I, th- I know what you think, Cam. Yeah. I, th- I know you want to say yeah, it, Cam. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I thought Cam was going to... Treat it like it's black history. <laughs> speak truth to power. Don't let the devils hold you down. Black Kimmy God. Asiatic black man. Go on, say it, fam. Like it's just God. Go on, say it, fam. <laughs> I'm good. I'm... Teach these devils. <laughs> teach these devils. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to the next topic. Speaking of negative energy, Chance the Rapper took to Twitter shortly after uh, the reviews for his album came in, criticizing uh, the Big Day. So he wasn't mad at us because our Big Day review hasn't came out. Big Day review hitting stores <laughs> Thursday. So he was really, I feel like he was really mad at Anthony Fantano's review. because, <laughs> And also not even Anthony Fantano's review, but also the, the video of people saying, oh, I love my wife. That that little <laughs> that little parody because he quoted it in the uh the thread that he made and also the fact that he, he oh word. yeah he's and he ended the thread with saying uh, this one thing I want y'all always remember though in the end of he says I love my wife he lost it he lost it and then he is out and, and he blocked the guy who made that video like the guy who originally made that tweet <laughs> he, chance blocked him so. Chance took to Twitter and said that he feels like there's a lot of negative energy and he feels like people want him to kill himself. Now, I've had a conversation with the homie uh, Rapping Museum, shout out to Daniel. He has uh, pointed out to me that, look, it is Twitter, bro. There are people, there are sickos out there who do say wild shit and do say, I want you to die. Like, he showed me a tweet where a guy said, we've had three mass shootings since the big day came out by Chance the Rapper. That's all I'm saying. That's a tip. Now that's not co- now that's that this is a case of correlation, not causation, people. Chance the rapper definitely didn't inspire three mass shootings. It actually I feel like it's been more than three mass shootings, by the way. I feel like it's been more than that in the past two weeks. Yeah, it's definitely been more than three. Man, unfortunately. What's, been, what's going on with our country, man? man y'all know what's going on. Speak to him, God. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we we gonna get into uh, politics of gun gun reform today. Maybe never. I I don't want to have that argument on here. But anyway, going back to Chance the Rapper, have has everybody been too hard on Chance the Rapper? Do you guys feel like he's received the criticism that he has received has been too unfair? What do you think? I feel sorry for him, but I don't think he's received too much criticism. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what the main problem is. Chance the Rapper came into the game universally loved. The first tape he dropped, everybody loved it. Oh, he's going to be the next this. He's going to be the next that. He's doing what Kanye used to do. We love it. Then, you know, he came out with Coloring Book. I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but everybody loved it. And, you know, he got the Grammy. And, you know, he was on like a, he's on like a Pablo. So he just had like a, a smooth, like two, three year run with everybody just like kissed the ground he walked on. So for an artist coming into the game, that's everybody's dream to come in and to get all of that mainstream appeal, critical acclaim. Like he got everything a rapper could have wanted. 
So yeah. when he goes, so you know, so when he takes like a year, two years off, he's like, oh man, I'm gonna come back and it's gonna be exactly how it was at first. And man, if they love this, they really gonna love this. I'm talking about my wife and this black love and we happy and I'm doing this. And you know, then he come out with the album and then everybody was just like, what is this? It's 2019. It's not 2016 no more. We ain't by, you know, like, you know, like everybody like, man, it's hot girl summer. You know, like we being toxic out here. We ain't trying to see all this happening. Uh, he probably so for him, this is the exact opposite of what he came into into the game. So for him, so it's like imagine I'll put it this way. Remember how Ronda Rousey was when she was like on top of the world, she was undefeated. Everybody was like, Man, she could beat the men if she wanted to, she could be flow if she wanted to. She the best female athlete ever. She might even be the best athlete ever. And then she got punched in the face and then everything went downhill. Yep, yes. That's what happened to Chance. And when that happens, it makes you suicidal. If you've never lost in your life and you lose in the worst way possible, it hurts more than anything. And so that's why when I saw the tweets, I feel bad for him because, I mean, because even though I don't think he got criticized too harshly, it's just that for him, he's so you, he's used to being the underdog. He used to being like the champion. You know, like he was the he guy that everybody. Exactly. He was the guy that everybody rooted for. Like, man, he's going against the labels and he's positive and drill music is going on and he's making gospel rap and just like every like everybody and they grandma love Chance the Rapper. So when you come out and everybody is against you, you don't know how to deal with it. But I think the one thing I think the I think the one thing I love that he did, I'm glad he talked to Yachty. I think Lil Yachty was the perfect person for him to talk to. Because Lil Yachty career was the complete opposite of chances. Yachty came into the game universally hated. People treated him like he was the antichrist of rap. Like people treated Yachty like like he was gonna come in the game and just make everybody hip hop as a whole. Yep. Exactly. Even though both of their music, like you know, both of their music like extremely positive, happy, they don't do drugs, they don't drink, they don't do this or that. They just rapping by friendships, you know, like stuff like that. <laughs> so I think Lil Yachty talking to him. This is somebody who can say, man, I know exactly how you feel. I remember when I came in, like, people in my own peer group didn't like me. Older rappers didn't like me. Da-da-da-da-da. The reviews is hating on me. So I think I'm glad I'm glad that he talked to somebody like that to understand it's not the end of the world. But I'm going to say this. But at the same time, you got to learn how to take some criticism. Exactly. That's or exactly people, what I was getting people would get rid of you. And I, you do got lines in the criticism. And I think that was the over, like, like I said, like, I, shout to Dan. I do, I recognize there are going to be some people on Twitter who say, hey, man, go die. Like, <laughs> there are people on Twitter, like, there's sick yeah, like people. some sick people out there. Yeah, and I just say, not to excuse it or to say it's all right, but I feel like every celebrity deals with that. So when he says, I feel like there's an energy out there where people want me to kill myself, that's very, that's like, that's, that's not what Fantano was saying. That's no, it's a, it's a, it's a very, 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 like, minuscule minority. Yeah, like, there's a lot of people making fun of him, cracking jokes on him. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people who don't like Chance Rapper, think he's corny, think he's whack, think he's then, try hard. But nobody's, exactly. after, but nobody's nobody telling him to kill himself. Yeah, like, nobody, <laughs> there's no, there's no united front behind, hey, Chance the Rapper deserves to die. Like, there's no, we gotta get him out of here. Yeah, right? like, it's like. There's no tweet with fifteen thousand K retweet saying like, "Hey, you ever thought what life would be like if Chance Rapper was dead?" Like, there's no, there's no unified movement behind that statement. So for him, I hopefully, hopefully the criticism isn't making him suicidal. But I, I don't think there's any wrong thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with us criticizing, calling his his music bad. Now, because it wasn't good. No, it wasn't. And I hope he gets a grip on reality. 
and I hope he sees that this is just crit negative criticism. He can live past. He can move past this. I hope he sees that and he can move past whatever suicidal thoughts might have popped in his head. But then he said, I think he later on said in three he, that he is not suicidal. In fact, he was just pointing out that he sees that people what, want what, him to, that people yeah. have said that to him. Well, and, uh, yeah. and a question that I have for a lot of people who are criticizing the album and him, I guess, is what were they expecting? Like, this is exactly what we thought we were getting with another Chance album. Like, this. Okay, so. Go ahead, I, go ahead. People, I don't, okay, I'm about to say, I don't think people quite know. Because people, I remember mean, one guy said, hey, man, I listen to this album just to make sure I won't trip. I won't make a listen to acid rap just to see if I'm tripping. Make sure I'm make sure this is not exactly what I always got. And maybe I'm just realizing that it was never good to begin with. It's like, no, there's something about acid rap that makes it so different from what Chance is doing now. And I think what people were expecting, I think now people are kind of primed to think Chance is bad. Like people now think like Chance Rap is a bad rapper. So when they got the music, now they're really examining and nitpicking every little thing he does. Because there's a couple songs on the album which really are reminiscent of acid rap. But it's the fact that there's certain things he got away with saying. There's certain silly phrases he got away with saying in the past that people aren't giving him that pass for anymore. Mm -hmm. They're already ready to hate him. Plus yeah. the album is like 22 songs long. Nobody expected that shit to be 22 songs long. I know I, I did. I, I know I, I did not. I did not. I was expecting 15 max. Yeah, like that's that's what I thought. I didn't think Chance would be the type to, to pull a stunt like that. But I think that's what people were expecting. And the fact that it was so long, so there's more there's more to critique. And then not to mention he threw Nicki Minaj on twice and people hate Nicki Minaj. So <laughs> they get they get they gave people even more ammo to hate on it, even though I'm pretty sure people didn't hear those songs. They just heard just she was on the twice and said, Oh hell no. <laughs> so, Right. <laughs> uh, I guess, and I guess that kind of goes back to a conversation we had earlier about Megan and the baby. How we uh discussed, yeah, you know, when you get when you you know come out with so much positivity, then you get critiqued even harder. Yes, and that's something I was going to bring up earlier. I'm glad you brought it up, Cam. Is that going back to core point and to that point is when we said we talked about the baby and uh Meg. It's usually a natural progression where you start blowing up, and everybody realizes how great you are, but then they become then your haters come. The people who aren't your fans, who don't believe in you, and they start critiquing you. You just got to survive that onslaught and keep moving forward. The thing with Chance is, the thing with those two, the baby and uh, Meg saw that kind of um, pushback early. early. Like they saw that after their first project came out. That's what that's what most artists see. Chance has made Acid Rap. He has made Surf. He has made a collab tape with Lil B. He has made Coloring Book. And he has been a part of Kanye West's um, The Life of Pablo, as well as other been a part of other people's projects and done music with them. And he's pretty much escaped criticism until a little bit after Coloring Book, people started to find him corny. This is he is like been in the game five years without ever being massively called bad until now. And that's what the issue is. With that's the issue, and that's why it's so hard for him to deal with it because he don't know how to take an L. Shout you know what else I think it is too with a lot of artists that hurt them I think every artist has a grace period where people let them cook with certain stuff like every artist got that one flaw that when you knew and you hide people are like oh okay you can't do that or you do that and then when years go by it was like okay you gotta stop Facts. you know what I mean I know exactly what you mean it's like being like, like perfect example like you look at basketball like Ben Simmons oh okay he coming to the league oh okay he can't shoot he's still a superstar and then two years later Okay, you still can't shoot. 
you still can't take no sides. You know, like like so I feel like with chance people yeah. exactly so like people let you like people let you slide when you first come out, but if you don't change what people don't like over time, they gonna hold it against you. And I feel like for chance, you you know what? I think chance need to talk to Wale. No, 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 no. He don't. No, no, still can't handle criticism. He's still <laughs> here. Thank God Wally's still here, but Wally is probably the worst at handling criticism out of anybody. So, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Wally, though. I mean, no. And shout I to really God. can't think of nobody else who can handle criticism like Yaddy. I, I, I really think he might be the only guy. God. All I. <laughs> <laughs> All I gotta say is shout out to old Miss for teaching me how to take an L, man. There you go. Gonna take a lot, take a couple of them there. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I ain't gonna I take the silence though. Yeah, you do. That's the thing about it. Like, the, no, I ain't broadcast like hey man. Nobody hold it against you. I ain't never got a, I ain't never got like, you got you gotta take it and keep it moving, man. That's that's what you gotta do. You gotta yeah, keep yeah. it, keep it pushing. Yeah, you know, like it's kinda like getting curved by a girl. Like, I ain't never got curved by a girl, guys. Twitter said, you know what? I got this sneaking feeling to all of womankind. Wants me to kill myself. Damn. <laughs> right. <laughs> nah, nigga. I said, I lonely out here. <laughs> now I had some ops. They might have one there, but that, that's that's the minority. I can't I can't be out here like that. But keep your head up, Chance. Looking at the sky. And, and don't make no more threes, please, though. Because when you make a three, you admitted that you lost. You admitted that they got to you. And right. once you show blood, they really go attack. Chance. Oh, yeah. Chance probably won't hear this, but if you do, please just stay off Twitter, period. Because that's where most of the problems stem from. Ignore the, listen to the critics, but ignore the critics. Don't put yourself in logic. Don't put yourself in logic territory because logic is stuck in like rap purgatory right now because he listens to everybody. Facts. And he lets get to his head. Now it's time for the topic of the, you know, topic of the evening. The, the main event. Speak, uh-huh. Speaking of Twitter, Lizzo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Our uh, <laughs> local overweight. Uh, <laughs> wow! Wow! We just stepped. We just stepped. I was describing her. I was. I was describing her. So in case you don't know who Liz Oe is, you know who she is now. So she is our local overweight uh, black female rapper. It's what she wants to be coined as. Robust queen. Yes, robust queen. And so she's become, I think, like a beacon of light or even like a uh, symbol of being proud. And body positivity queen. Yeah, positive, body positive queen. And basically, uh, she got on Twitter yesterday or like two days ago. I can't remember. I forget the timeline. Twitter moves so fast. And she uh, pretty much got on Twitter and said, let me pull that up with a tweet there. Sometimes I get pissed that there are people who call future and Sway Lee rappers and still question whether or not I belong in the rap conversation. But then I remember I have the number four song in the country, laugh and go back to my dream job and log off. So pretty much she's saying that I can't believe people think that Sway Lee and future rappers don't think I'm a rapper. Ha ha ha. I got the I got number four song in the country. What what's the point in this? Like what's what's her what's her angle? I, I was hate was this was this Salt coming as a backlash from the, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just talking all over you, cool. My bad. I know you good. <laughs> I know you good, you good. But no, nah, what I was what I was saying was like, did this come as a backlash from like the top fifty rapper thing? Or like where did this where did this even come from? It came it came from that. no it came from absolutely nowhere. But I think he is I think people have been saying that Lizzo isn't a rapper. I don't know who, because I've never seen anybody discuss Lizzo. Nobody. 
I never because see nobody that. in hip hop discussed Lizzo. Like that's the point. And I think that might be what's bothering her. Maybe that she wants to be discussed in hip hop, but she realized people don't. But they're like, oh yeah, I talk about Future and Sway Lee. First and foremost, first and foremost, Sway Lee. They rap like legitimately rap. Like if you go back and listen to Future music from from the beginning to now, he got mixtapes, albums. We talking about years worth of rap. Yeah. Like, and and then eventually he started singing, and then people started calling that pop. Like when he was making uh, Turn on the Lights. There's a there's a very famous Future song that people try to call pop. What's the one? Honest. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That I think that actually made some pop charts. I might be mistaken, but like that nigga raps majority of the time. Did she not listen to the wizard? That nigga was not singing on there. That nigga was rapping. This. She did not. She apparently not. I'm, I'm gonna, when I read her tweets, all the all that all that came to me was she been listening to Future for like three years max. Yeah, Sway Lee. Like three years max. And shout out to my shout out to that Mississippi legend Sway Lee. But I gotta say this, I ain't hey, thought about I ain't thought about Sway Lee in about two years. I don't know why that was. I don't. I don't know why. Like she thought a future, and then the second rapper she thought of was Sway Lee. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's Sway a, Lee. That's a big disconnect. I'm not quite sure, but it seems like she's tired of not being labeled as a rapper when she wish she was. But after listening to her music, she seems more it like, ain't, like it, it, it ain't. It just ain't. It ain't seems, no other way to put it. Like. It it seems more like a singer who raps occasionally. Which, shout out to Chris yeah, yeah, like that doesn't make you a. I guess you call yourself a rapper, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't call you a hip hop artist either. I call you a pop artist. You just rap from time to time. Like, oh, but look, Miley Cyrus got like three verses, but I ain't calling her a rapper. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, yeah. it is what it is. That's just that's just the bottom line. And like, if that's and then on you, top of that, when you make yogurt commercial music and lifetime music, nobody go consider you as a hip hop <laughs> artist. You want me to call you a rapper? Go to Sway. Go to the Breakfast Club. Go to Hot Nine City. Do freestyle. Go to rap to your song. Exactly. We call Meg a rapper because Meg freestyle. We call Rico Nasty a rapper because she freestyle. We call Dozy Cat a rapper because she freestyle. I ain't never heard. I done heard a flute freestyle. <laughs> yep. I ain't heard a rap freestyle. Yep. So I can't call her a rapper. And in the song that I have heard, like, I might hear one verse in the song, but the song, like, two minutes long, and it's just her singing. Like, and it's not like, I don't say this, like, I think she probably looked at it like, oh, it's because I'm a woman. They don't consider me as a rapper. It's like, nah, you don't make music. Like, you like you don't make... I'm going to say this. The first time I ever seen... The first time I ever heard of this song was on Ellen. Nothing about Ellen makes me think about hip-hop. <laughs> at no. all. And I think like, it's like... I don't, I, don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I, I'm, I look at her like how I look at Megan Trainor. She made, like, body positivity music, which it ain't nothing wrong with. It's just that the hip-hop crowd not necessarily looking at it. I'm going to call this a case of black privilege because if Lizzo was was a white woman making, we the exact, making the exact music, we would not... I don't... I'm pretty sure I wouldn't even consider her a rapper. Like, I wouldn't even try. I really wouldn't. Like, I've heard more verses from Iggy Z than I have from Lizzo. And I think, and I think it's the fact that she is black that we try to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she is a rapper, but her music don't make me think, oh yeah, just a rapper. Like it don't. Like, like I heard a couple songs and I it didn't. It, I didn't think she was a rapper. I thought she was a singer. I'll say this. This is my major point. Let's say she never did this tweet. Let's say two months from now she gets nominated for her first Grammy and they nominate her in the rap category. I bet 
money she would have been heated if they even put her in the same category as rappers and like instead you know, of pop music. Word to Keyshawn, they said, you know, he said she hustling backwards. Like most rappers try to get outside that box. Exactly. And now she's like, like rappers are dying to be pop artists. She dying to be rap. Like why? I don't actually don't know. Rap. I don't, don't rap. I don't really know. But uh. If I say something else about uh, Lizzo, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Well, well, I, you know what this is. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Go ahead, Cam. No, 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 what I was about to say is I actually feel like, so I, I might be on the opposite side of this, but I honestly feel like what she was saying, actually, like, I'm not saying that she's a rapper. I'm not agreeing with it. But what I, like, I feel what she was saying. I think her examples were bad. And I think the way she went about doing it was yes. bad. But I just like, I feel what you're saying. Like, you know, if that's, I mean, if that's what you think you are, if that's who you want to be, then I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's the case. But, you know, I, I mean, we just we all disagree. And of course, because we're on Twitter, we're going to give you hell for it. But, you know, and that's the, and that's the point I was about to make was that she could have made this tweet. And it wouldn't have caused half the problems if she just left Future and Swayze name Exactly. Out. If she just said that I'm sick and tired of y'all not recognizing me as a rapper, but I don't, you know, you know, I don't care. I got a number, <laughs> I got a top four song in the in the world. Like if she had just left it at that, people would have been like, "Damn, that's right, <laughs> you're right." But the fact you said, "Hey, Future and Swayze don't be rapping," and be like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on," both them niggas be rapping. Granted, they're the best rappers in the world, but both them niggas be rapping. Who are you to critique them like that? Like they rap more than you. Like that's what made this. That's what made all this blow up in her face. And if like and like Corey said, if Lizzo wants to be seen as a rapper, then she should do more rapper things. Last topic of the evening was actually a fan topic she sent in from XXX. I'm dope. Shout out to her. All more loyal fans. And basically, her question was. Her question was, where does Big Crit stand among your list, top five, no, top five lyricists or even artists, like a favorite artist, before his latest album? Did his rating change with the mid album? How does it affect his future? So Big Crit is one of my personal favorite rappers simply because he is a Mississippi artist. We're from Mississippi. You got to show love to Big Crit. But my, he's, I don't think he's in my personal top five, which my personal top five is pretty fluid. It changes all the time. I'd have to say mine is consistent of like Earl Sweatshirt, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, at this present moment, I got to put Benny the Butcher there. I've been listening to him a lot lately. Benny the Butcher. I'm going to put Pusha T there too. I've been listening to a lot of Pusha T lately. So that's four. And then five. I don't know who my five spot is, but it wouldn't be Big Crit. I don't think I'll, Big Crit's not in the top five artists I listen to the most. So he's not that. And as far as like, if I was to say like objectively, like t- top five rappers in the game. Like before that album came out, I don't think I would have put him as a top five lyricist or even like a top five rapper. Like his album he put out, uh, Fair of Mighty Long Time, that was indeed a top five album. But, and he has a, I'll probably say he has one of the best catalogs this um, decade. Like if we did an all, you know, that's something we could do. We could do an all decade team for hip hop artists, first team, second team, third team. We ought to, perfect. We ought to do that. But, I'd probably say Big Chris has one of the best scarves. He's, he's relatively super consistent. And that's why after releasing this mid-album, his placement doesn't change for me. Because I know what he's capable of. He's done way more good than he has done bad. So I can't, I wouldn't push him down just because of one flum up. 
What about you guys? Is Big Crit ever in y'all top five, or where, where's your like? Did this album change how y'all felt about him? Yeah, my top three. Sweet. And if I'm comparing them to the other mainstream artists, this one bad album still don't. I mean, like, like this one bad album, I don't hold it against them because, like, if I'm looking at the other mainstream artists who's supposed to be the top big three, big four, they got way more disappointing albums than he do. So if I'm ranking my five, I'm probably going. I probably go still Lupe, Young Thug. Crick, Kendrick, and five might be. Want to say Kush? Could say Earl. Five real talking. I feel the Christie your top three for me. I feel spot used to be Mick Jenkins, but I haven't listened to his album in a while. I need to go back and revisit it. What about you guys? Would you? Would you? Yeah. Did, did um, Big Chris new album change our perception of Big Crit? So I'm gonna keep it a hundred percent honest. Uh, I don't. I haven't listened to enough Big Trick Crit to make that assumption. Yeah. So I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna. You know, uh, add. I'm not gonna add any false information to that topic. <laughs> what about you, John? <laughs> I, re- I respect it. Uh, for for me, uh, Big Crit has never like I've always been a, a big fan of Big Crit. Uh, my my cousins from Florida actually introduced him to me because uh, you know un- unless un- unless you uh. Well, it was it was it was a years ago, but like you know, people as far as I know, most people from up here aren't you know really don't really listen to the crit like that. So my cousins introduced him to me when I think I was like early high school. But uh, but yeah, I've always always been a big fan of crit. Um, for for me, his last uh, album. Um, you know, we all know how we feel about it. But no, I, I wouldn't say that changed his perception of me. To me, it was just an, another good rapper, another good artist, just having you know just it all happens not you know you, you never gonna bat a thousand you know what i'm saying yeah so for for me that just like a he's just another another artist who just had had an off had an off album it happens you know um and i'm pretty sure he's just gonna you know get go back in the lab and you know make sure it's it's not it's not a um yeah you know it doesn't it doesn't happen again at least not too soon but uh but no, I you know we all we we all saw that he still got the ability. It just it just didn't correlate to to a whole project being full of great music. So um, no, nah, for me for me his last his last one didn't didn't hurt his perception of me. Nah, because it's like I say his track record it speaks for itself. Like he's done way too much good for me to think like mm-hmm. oh one is elite. Yeah, it's like it's like listening to an album and like it's like put on a smaller scale. It's like listening to an album. You like 15 out of 16 songs. That one song is, wasn't good. It make you think that, oh, well, he'll never it's make a bad album. Yeah, he'll never make another good album ever again. No, that's not right. how it works. Like the track, the other 15 songs are testament to how good he is at crafting songs. So mm-hmm. there's no reason to overreact. But shout out to you for sending us this question. Send us more questions because we'll be glad to answer them. It helps. It makes it a lot easier to plan topics. That's for sure. Uh, sh- that's all I got. Also, thank you because now I got an idea for something we could do for the podcast page. <laughs> we'll do an all decade team for rappers. Ain't nobody thought of that yet. But all right. Big facts. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Pop of Demand podcast. Tune in next week for an episode of your favorite podcast. See you then. Yeah.